Now, what did you what did you think of the weather this time around? <laughs> hmm. uh, loading a revolver with frozen fingertips is not that much fun. Yeah, dexterity, no good. It, it, it goes away real fast. <laughs> so that was also the first time I had experienced sub 40 degree weather this year because our, you know, our weather in Memphis doesn't change that cold until right about now. So we're, we're just now getting 40 degree weather at night and we're still up in the mid seventies for highs. So our, right. our weather comes, comes pretty late. We went up, it was like, I want to say when we left Memphis, the high that day was like 75, 80 or so we drove up there Wednesday kind of spent the the evening unpacking kind of getting set up you know QCing ammo just kind of little stuff like that Thursday we went to the range to check in and, and walk stages it was very nice it was 70 degrees Friday we shot Friday morning it was pretty pleasant it was a little chilly but I was wearing shorts and a hoodie so it wasn't anything bad it was just cool enough that you wanted a hoodie, but it, you know, shorts were perfectly fine. Friday night, a cold front came through and Saturday morning was apparently super cold. Like the super squad shot that morning and they were all saying that it was, it was pretty brutal. The wind was there. The cold front came through. We shot Saturday. I was on AM PM AM this time, which was the first time I'd ever shot that schedule. It's kind of interesting. I'm typically yes. a PM AM PM. I'm, I'm still leaning towards PMA and PM, but it was it was kind of cool to get a different a different taste of the different schedule. Saturday afternoon, when we shot, another cold front came through, which also brought rain. So not only oh. was it cold, but it was also raining. Mm. The two things I'm, I can deal with one or the other. You put those two together, and it's not that much fun. But no, that's a bad. We were comment. there. We were. We were. I. I was able to watch the weather and, and kind of prepare for it. So we were all pretty well prepared for it. We knew it was coming. So it did hit the, the cold front and the wet and the rain came through midway through one of my stages on day two. Like I started the stage, it was sunny. I finished the stage and it was like 20 degrees colder and wet. Damn. <laughs> like during, in, in, in the middle of a reload, I, I remember thinking I, I, I dropped the clip into the cylinder. And I like, I'm like, it is cold. And I close the cylinder. I'm like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> why was, won't my sights calm down? <laughs> exactly. It was, it was brutal. End of day two. And in day three, we shot in the AM and it was cool. I mean, it was 33, 34, but there was no wind. So it was okay. It was cold, but it it was definitely tolerable. I was wearing pants and thermals, and I'm I'm like my hoodie was coming off and on throughout the day because it was it was very pleasant to me. Some people some people thought it was still way too cold. As long as I kept my fingertips warm, I was fine. And and I when I shoot here in Virginia and it's cold. I just, I, I prefer cold weather. I am not a heat guy. Mm -hmm. Like my temperature, like I had arthroscopy on my knee cause I tore my meniscus and right before I was going in, you know, you're in the pre-surgical area and the nurse is like rubbing the thermometer all across my head and looking at mm -hmm. it and rubbing. I'm like, let me guess it's low. And she goes, yeah, it says 95. I'm like, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I'm, like, I'm, 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 I'm not a 98 guy. I'm a 95. That's why I don't like mm -hmm. heat. My body prefers cold, not heat, but 
I, what I found is as long as I take care of my hands and keep them warm, mm-hmm. I have zero issue. And then when I'm done shooting, I just put a pair of gloves on or keep them in my pockets, whatever I need to do to keep them warm. As long mm-hmm. as I maintain that dexterity, no issue yeah. at all. Yeah. As long, as long as I maintain that dexterity in my fingertips and I keep my core warm. So if I keep a mm-hmm. jacket on, if I'm not doing anything, I, I can wear, I can wear a Carhartt and shorts and be perfectly fine. As long as there I, as go. long as I keep my torso warm and my fingertips warm, I'm good. Good. So go. I didn't, I didn't mind the cold. I'm, I am the same way. I am much prefer the cold weather over the hot here in the, in the summertime, like this August, we had a week that was 99 to hundred degrees with heat indexes in the 115. It was miserable. Yes. I did not enjoy it at all. Rewind back to February of this year. We had a major cold front came through. I'm sure y'all got hammered by the same cold front that mm-hmm. it dropped. It, it dropped our weather 40 degrees in less than 24 hours. It well, was. Go ahead. Uh, I was just going to say that was that snowstorm that paralyzed all of Northern Virginia, DC and Maryland, because mm-hmm. it literally started as rain and then turned to snow. And I've never in my life seen snow fall so fast that it, acu- it could accumulate that much and just overwhelm the standing water. I'm like, mm-hmm. how does th- I mean, science, come on. Yeah. That doesn't yeah, work. How does that that's happen? Bizarre. Yeah. So yeah, we mm-hmm. got it too. Just a different way. Just a different way. So that snowstorm. I had never seen that much snow in my life. Typically we have like one, maybe two snowstorms a year. And by snowstorm, I mean ice storm with a little bit of snow on top. So we, I measured it out in my front field and we had 16 inches of snow. In Memphis. It's a whole lot for Memphis. Yeah. So the city was shut down for a week, two weeks, but it was, it didn't get above five degrees for like three or four days. Like highs were five degrees with wind chills at, at zero or negative. I enjoyed that so much. I, oh. I wasn't able to come to work because I couldn't get out, but I was still out doing stuff because oh, yeah. me, me and me and my dog were, were enjoying it. You know, he's, he's a German shepherd. So he, he loves the cold weather. We all, we, I bundled up. He just ran outside. He was sleeping in the snow. I was just out doing stuff. It was, it was a lot of fun. I much prefer that kind of weather than when it's 115 degrees outside. I am the exact same way, man. I've been in Vegas and I've been in Wichita falls where it's been triple day. I mean, over 110 mm-hmm. on 110 and higher. And they're always like, Oh, it's a dry heat. Oh my God. It is horrible. It's, it's still I, hot. No, thank you. It is very mm-hmm. hot. And like you said, I mean, we're from areas where it gets up to hundred degrees and then it's 110 with a heat index or higher because of the mm-hmm. humidity, the humidity. And neither one of them is good. They're both bad. They're both bad. You know, the, the, the thing about out West when, where it's a dry heat, not only is it a dry heat, but it, it warms up the ground more there than it does here. You know, you, you take a thermometer, you look at the ground, the ground is also 110 degrees. Whereas when here, the asphalt is bubbling, there's a problem. Exactly. <laughs> you know, here, I've never seen it get that hot here. You know, it's, it's it warm. You don't want to lay on the asphalt, but it's not trying to burn you from the top and the bottom all at the same time. Yeah. I, Isaac uh, lives basically in Death Valley. I don't know how he does mm-hmm. it. Isaac I don't Lockwood. understand no, it. No, yeah. thank you. I, I'm out. I'm like moving. It's like mm-hmm. the old Eddie Murphy joke. You know, he talks about 
like Amityville Horror. I go in, you know, you're like, you hear voices, get out. Okay, gotta that's, go, baby. Let's. That's let's, that's let's it. Go. Here we go. <laughs> like what? 112. I'm out. I mean, if I could live in Alaska and still still be able to do what I do, yes. I'd be down 100. percent Yeah, I can't talk my wife into it because she's the exact opposite. So I'm like, mm-hmm. oh my god. Well, luckily I'm single, so I like could, but you know, I wouldn't be able to have a shooting season all year round. This is true. You know, we're, this is that, true. down down here. We, we're able to have a we. If you don't want to have an off season, you don't have to, right? You know, it might get cold. There might be a couple of matches that you're like, man, this is a little too cold to be out here. But most of the time, it's still pretty tolerable throughout the year. Now, how? How far of a drive would it? How far of a drive is it to CMP for you? Four and a half hours. Okay, disregard. That's way <laughs> too far for a local. <laughs> Man, I have made that trip. I believe it, but that's and, not and something it, you would do consistently. No. So the beautiful thing, though, is my brother lives about twenty nine minutes away from the CMP. So okay. I can just call him up. Yeah. Hey man, I'm going to come sleep on the couch tonight. We're going to go shoot a match tomorrow, which is what I there used to go. do all the time. That used to be like my second home club back when I first mm. started. That was, that was where I f- shot my first two matches because he was the match director for their, he worked at CMP running the action pistol range. You just need how, to move to Chattanooga. Uh, I, I think I do. Honestly. Yeah, you do. Uh, th- that's, that's, that was kind of how I got into it. And then I found my club up here and got, got more into, into that, but I still shoot down there quite often. And me and my buddies have made day trips down there. Like we woke up at three o'clock in the morning, got on the road, went down there, <laughs> shot the local match, came home. Now that's not too bad if you've got someone, cause you can split the driving time, you know? Exactly. Yeah. It's, so you it's can not still too get bad. like an hour snooze. Mm-hmm. Typically, yeah. I do all the driving because I like driving more than riding, and, and you know, I, I'd rather it would typically take my truck because it's more room and 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 it's easier for all of us to get our gear in it. But even if we weren't, I, I like driving more than I do like riding. So if we take long road trips, like I drove up to to Ohio, even this past time when Mom went, I still did all the driving. It's just I just enjoy driving more than I do riding. Now that's a longer drive. How long of a drive was that? That took. If we drove it straight through, it's about nine hours and 45 minutes, 10 hours, somewhere around there. Okay. Mm. It's about the same for me from where I'm at, but it's like 11 to 12 hours for me to get to CMP. Mm-hmm. So it's much farther. So for me, I'm like in between the two. Right. <laughs> you right. Know, it's almost equidistant either way. So, mm. and it's like a 12 hour drive to Frostproof. Yep. Yeah. I think it's so, a 14 for me. Yeah, so that's, I'm a, like, that's a two-day trip. Ohio CMP frostproof. I don't care. Mm-hmm. It's all the same, and I'm driving. I'm not flying. I have I have never flown commercially, and I really don't want to do it with guns. I have I have heard both sides of the of of the spectrum. It is easy. You can do it as long as you know the rules, and it is a pain in the butt. I've heard both sides, and I'd rather just throw my stuff in the truck and go. I've done it three times with my carry gun. Mm-hmm. And I've had no issues at all, but I don't want to have to lug all that stuff around. I mean, okay, if the suitcase with my gun makes it through, great. If the other stuff with my, you know, my gun belt and all of that 
doesn't make it, then what good is the gun? <laughs> yeah. What, what, what good, what good is you spending all that time and travel and money and, and not have your stuff to shoot the match? Exactly. Yeah. I, I'm, I have yet to find a reason as long as it's, I used to say 10 hours. I kind of bumped that up a little bit. As long as it's within like 15 hours or so, I'm not even considering flying. Three times I've driven straight through from where I am, which is an hour south of DC mm-hmm. to Houston. How far it's, of a drive is that? It's either 15 or 1800 miles. I forget. It's a 21 hour drive straight through. Mm. It's just stopping for gas. Just stopping. Just going. I was 25 years younger too. So <laughs> man, I'm, I'm, I'm living those years right now and it is great. I love doing trips like that. Yes. Like I have, man, I when you're young, do traveling it. this year. Drive it. I tell you, man, I, I went, I was stationed overseas for a couple of years. And the thing that I missed the most was freedom of travel. Mm. And people who live in the United States who are young and have the ability to take a weekend and go here and go there and don't do it, don't understand what they're missing. So right. I applaud you. Out. Thank they you. They are. Yeah. yeah. It's, it is a, you know, like, like I said earlier, we are, we are blessed to have this lifestyle that we have to be able to, to be able to go out and, and hang out with very much like-minded individuals and be able to do something that we, that we enjoy doing with the freedoms that we are, we, we are gifted. Right. So yep. this year I've specifically made my busiest year. I shot nine majors this year, which is the most wow. I've ever shot before, including three nationals. So I came in last year. I kind of had a, I kind of had an epiphany last year towards the end of the year. I'm like, man, I have a skill set that I've been building over the past at that time, seven years, I'm like a skill set that has, that has reached a point that most people don't get to. It would be an absolute waste for me to not use this while I can, while I'm young, while I have, you know, a flexible, you know, hours in, in my, in my career that I'm, I'm able, I'm, I'm very blessed at my boss will, you know, I can, I can basically tell him, Hey man, I got to shoot a match this week and be like, go have fun. So it That's is, it nice. is great. I can, I can put it on the calendar. I'm like, Hey, you know, like back in June when I shot Kentucky and then straight to carry optics nationals, I shot Kentucky and I came back for two days and I was in town. I didn't work. I told him, like, Hey man, I would really much like to take this entire week off just so I, you know, I don't want to run the risk of injuring myself at work two days before I leave for nationals. He's like, man, just go have fun. I'm, you know, this is, this is what you do. This is what you're good at. This is your passion. Go pursue it while you can. So I'm very blessed to have that. And this year, man, I've put that to work. I've done a man, whole lot of traveling. That guy. Absolutely. That's, that's very nice of him. That's mm-hmm. awesome. All right. Nine majors, three nationals. Did you shoot your brother's gun at open and open? I did. I did. I shot a different okay. open gun. Uh, but it was still his. It was still the one that he built for another guy. It was a 38 super comp this year. Last year, the one that I shot that he built was a nine major. Man, those things, those things are damn loud. They damn are damn loud. It, it feels I do like not like nine major guns. Yes. It feels, it feels like you're getting slapped in the face with a wet towel. I swear. Um, Chris Gelnet, his gun is so freaking loud. It sounds like he's shooting 50 plus P plus. 
Mm-hmm. It's like, what in the hell are you shooting out of that thing, the, Chris? The concussion Good out of those things are, are, are violent. God. But there's so much yes. fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think when you're shooting it, it's. I still don't think it's as bad as it is. It's kind of like, have you ever shot a Barrett 50? Yes. When you're behind the gun, you're just you feeling feel the it. recoil. That's mm-hmm. it. You know, just bang, bang, bang. When you're off to the side... You're like, you know, all that was a blast. Exactly. Yes. That's it. That's Chris Gilnett's freaking open gun. So the bad thing though, is open guns. You still get a blast as the shooter, but you don't <laughs> get, you're the, right. You don't, you don't get the full body blast. You just get like the headshot blast. So that was, that that's is hysterical. the, that is the hardest part of getting used to an open gun is not the timing, not the gun manipulation. It is simply not flinching when you get slapped. That's the I hardest part. Do it. I couldn't do it because I struggle with my Soviet style eyebrows <laughs> every day. <laughs> they would be like this. I'd come off the stage like with my eyebrows, like everybody like, whoa, what happened to Riddle? <laughs> it's crazy. I couldn't do it. It's, that is the set. So them. I shot. There you go. You could always do that. And you could pencil them too. on there. <laughs> yeah. my wife draw them on every day exactly was, i mean you could you could go either super fancy and do makeup or you could just take a sharpie marker and just draw them on there that could be my tattoo see eyebrows you could get you could, oh, you could get eyebrow tattoos i am now i'm seriously considering shaving my eyebrows and getting them tattooed on it's so much easier holy cow it's so much that is genius. I'm writing that down. <laughs> Tattoo eyebrow. There we go. I like it. It's, all, it's on the list of things to consider. That's it. I, I'm. That is genius. I got to look into how much eyebrow tattoos run. I can't imagine they're that expensive. <laughs> I can't imagine either. I wonder how sensitive it is, though. It's, it's <laughs> probably pretty sensitive. I now, don't so. I wouldn't I wouldn't recommend going behind the gas station and getting that tattoo. You might want to go to an actual license. I think I'll go to a professional. Yeah. <laughs> you might do that, yeah. And don't flinch. I, I need both eyeballs. Yeah, don't flinch. So. But just, you know, keep your face relaxed. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Um how just as a side, you may not know. I'm I'm just curious. Um I was talking to a, uh, I actually had dinner with an open shooter recently and he had a brand new open gun, but he, it's kind of one of those things where, um, a sale fell through. So he was able to purchase the gun. Mm -hmm. Um, but well, I don't want to speak for him. Um, but the, one of the things he mentioned was, there's a super long wait for open guns. Mm-hmm. Same thing with your brother. Not like a so backlog. Much. Or, no, not so much. I mean, he's. I can't really speak for his for his wait time on on them right now. Okay, but his his turnaround time for a lot of his stuff is is some of the best in the industry that I've seen. Since he's a he's a smaller company, he can he's able to turn around stuff a lot faster than than most. Because this guy actually said what he said was the wait is like years. Yeah, I I would. That's very common for a lot of big manufacturers because it everybody wants to get in the open and and they just cannot keep up with the demand. I believe it. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, and he's 
I'm not going to say that. I, I'll talk to you off air. That sounds like a plan. I, I, yeah, because I don't want to say anything that you know could come back to him or absolutely or somebody take it the wrong way. You know, mm-hmm. that it's it's. I don't want to speak third person like that and get people upset. So understand, especially if understood. I make the mistake, I'm misspeaking. <laughs> so you, what are your thoughts on optics on revolvers? I would, I would play with it. I think they need to, if they're planning on doing that for a division, I think they need to stop planning on that because it's not going to bring back the division. It's, it's basically no. a dead division. I would play in it, especially in like, so I know that's the thing in, I believe steel challenge. I believe you can shoot. I believe revolver optics is a division in steel challenge, which sounds I like believe so system. too. Yeah. I, I mean, I know, I know, the- I know Jay, Jay shot revolver in open at a couple of his majors, I think, or a couple of his locals, one or the other, he, it's on his Instagram and it, that that took some guts to do that for sure. <laughs> right. I'm almost at the point where I mean the the participation is is so low. It's like 1%. Um that what if you just allowed irons or optics in the division and just that's, let people choose what they wanted to do. Mhm. That's that's a that's an interesting interesting point of view for sure. I would be interested to see what what the difference would be if anybody would switch to it and if one or two guys switch to it, if it would bring everybody else over as well. Just because irons versus dots, I mean, the, there's no comparison. It's dots are 100% the, the way as, right. as far as a sighting system for any gun. You know, shotguns, Red dots are, are superior than than the than traditional bead. Yep. Rifles. I'm more of a of a telescope and LPVO kind of guy on my rifles. I ran a red dot for a while on mine, and I enjoyed it. And I put an LPVO, and it's it's better for what I use a rifle for. Pistols. Unless it is a silly game that I want to play, all of my pistols have optics on them. Yeah. All of my uh, all of my carry guns, my my major comp guns, they all have dots. It's just a superior option. I I mean looking at the numbers, 47% of participation is CO and LO this year. Mm-hmm. That's almost 50%. And then you and that, add in add in another 20% for open. Mm-hmm. And another twelve percent for PCC. So 80 percent of shooting is optics. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it that the the age that we're in now, you know, what I like to call boomer bumps, iron sights, that they're kind of irrelevant now. Yeah, now I still, you know, when I shot production, I absolutely loved production. It was a, it was so much fun. But I enjoy carry optics more because it's now more competitive. When I started shooting production, we would have, when I shot at the CMP, our local matches down there, we would have 10 to 15 people in in production. And there were several GMs and Ms shooting at that level. Everybody went to open. 
I stayed in production for a while because that's, you know, that's what I knew. That's what I was set up for. And then I believe, I believe 2020 was my last year competitively shooting production. And I shot my last two majors were the Tennessee state championship and then production nationals. I won Tennessee state championship in production by over 10%, I believe. Wow. With like three or four mics. That was my deciding factor that the division was dead and there was no competition at that point for me. Now there are a lot of people that enjoy it. I had just reached a point to where it wasn't really fun for me anymore. There was no challenge to it. And and I think that's what makes carry optics nationals this year. So great was it wasn't just great for the people shooting it. It was great for those of us who weren't just to see the shuffling Mm -hmm. of people up and down the rankings, you know, each day. That's Mm -hmm. exciting. Yeah, that was, that was a very close run up until the last stage for sure. It was a very, very tight knit group. I don't, I didn't really track how I was doing throughout the match. I do know something that I'm super proud of is at the end of day two, I had the highest alpha count of both super squads. I might not have had, I might not have had the fastest times, but (laughs) I had the highest alpha count. And that is something that I will always be proud of. If I can have a higher alpha count than Niels or Christian, I'm doing something. Yeah, I, I agree. So because you said that, I'm going to I'm going to come back to something, but what was it like shooting with Christian? It was so much fun. I I enjoyed shooting with him a lot. We we immediately we immediately just clicked. We we kind of kind of on each other's wavelength. We look at stages the same way. We have very mm-hmm. similar shooting skills. So the the stage planning that we could have together and even we 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 really stage planned it was a trio. It was myself Christian and then Andrew Hyder. We all really, okay. really mashed together our heads to come up with very good stage plans that typically we all agreed on. Yeah, there were there like were a, a couple of stages effort. like a group effort, you know, and that's that's wow. a beautiful thing about shooting at such a high level. You know, people from the outside looking in, they're like, man, they're super competitive. You know, everybody wants to win. Sure, but I don't want to win because Christian had a gun go down. Or because he had a bad stage plan and forgot a target. I want to win JJ because we shot. Squid. Exactly. <laughs> I want to. I want to win and I want to beat people because I executed better. Back to the execution part of it. I don't want to win because somebody had a, a, a gun malfunction or forgot a target because they didn't stage plan right. So we are always on super squads and and even when I'm not on the super squad, I try to do it with all the other people on my squad. Is is share those stage plans. So everybody has the same ideas on what a stage looks like, right? And the beautiful thing about Christian and Andrew and myself is we all kind of have the same aggressive shooting style. So we all kind of looked at stages Mm -hmm. the same way. Most of the time, we would have the similar stage plan without even discussing stage plans together. And then we would get together and we would kind of talk about it and we would we would tweak each other's plans and the morph this this beautiful master plan that we all could we all could remember 
Christian posted a video after nationals of the three of us air gunning a stage because we, we changed our plans so many times trying to come up with the best one that we, we were having a little difficulty nailing it down in our heads. So we, we stepped back away from everybody and we're sitting there air gunning it all at the exact same time. And it was beautiful. It was perfectly in sync and it was gorgeous. And we all executed that stage very well. Christian had all alphas on that stage. He smoked everybody on that stage. So it was, it was a lot the of video? fun. I believe it was Christian's mother. Oh, mm. okay. Yeah. All right. It was, it was a lot of fun. I'm really looking forward to shooting with Christian again on the super squad for carry optics this year or next year. Okay. So I I'm saying he's the next generational shooter. Yes. Um, if you had to pick one thing, what makes him so special? His ability to do math on the move to determine how he's going to shoot at a target. So he can, he can look at a target and be able to be like, I'm going to do a 13 split on that target and allow myself to get an alpha Charlie because I can nail something else over here. That's how he breaks down stages. Good he Lord. can, he can, he can come up to a stage and be like, all right, this is the hit factor. All right. Now how do I drive that hit factor up? Damn. And, and he starts, he starts playing around with numbers and he and, and, and looking at different ways to shoot it. And he, the way that he breaks down stages, not just physically, but mentally, as far as the numbers go, is unlike anything I've ever seen. Yeah, I don't, you know, I hadn't mentioned to somebody, um, not on the air that I had seen something where he posted about that. Like, he's like, Oh, that's a, a, this split target. That's a, this split target. Mm-hmm. And that person explained it away another way. Like, Oh no, he probably meant this or that. But what you're saying mm-hmm. is exactly what he posted. And 100%. I have never heard anybody mm-hmm. say anything like that. No, that's no, like I've Eric never... Raffel level stuff. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Absolutely. I would, I would, I would love to see Eric and, and, and Siler go head to head. That would be a extremely fun match to watch. It would be, I agree. That would be pretty amazing. And it's too bad. It's too bad that, you know, we couldn't have seen maybe, uh, Eric a couple of years, like maybe, Ipstick Worlds when it was supposed to happen in 2020, mm-hmm. shooting open with Christian, that, that would have been, been a hell of a match. Yeah, open open is absolutely Christian's wheelhouse, and he he dominates at that. And that would have been a very very fun match to watch. It would have been, yeah. All right, now I'm going to go back for a moment. Carry optics. Limited optics. Obviously, something's going to happen here mm-hmm. between now and next year at some point. Either they're going to merge or carry optics is going to go to production optics and limited optics will become limited with an optic uh, minor power factor. Which one are you shooting at that point? Carry optics. If, okay, if, so you'll carry, stay. if carry optics, if doesn't, if carry optics doesn't change, I'll still stay in carry optics. But what if it becomes production optics 15? I'll play around in it. But okay. it, at that point, I would probably go go limited optics if it, you know, if, if limited optics stays the same and then they move to production optics, 
I think that it would, it, I would definitely switch to limited optics just because I enjoy the, I enjoy the blending and the, and the, the different style of stage planning that high cap has over uh, low cap. Now, low cap has a lot of different styles of breaking down stages. And I used to think as a low cap shooter that, no, Oh, you have, you have 20 something rounds. You can shoot any stage. It's not that bad. There's a lot more. Once you get to a different level, there's a lot more stage planning that's also involved in high cap. You're looking at how to blend targets. You're looking at how you want to enter and exit a position. If it sets you up better for, for a different spot, there's a lot more going on as opposed to I shot eight rounds. I'm going to reload. I'm going to run over there. I'm going to shoot nine rounds. But Garen, I think also it depends on your level of shooting, your level of shooting. True. Absolutely. Because if you don't do that, you're, you're not going to be on the super squad. Mm, you know what I mean? Absolutely. Absolutely. Like I can, I can plan it even, a, you know, like when I was shooting the most I was shooting in a year, I was just getting into the a class area. Mm-hmm. And even then, yes, I was starting to look at those transitions and blending, but still, I was still more focused on the other stuff. Right. Absolutely. But once at your level though, now it's completely, that's, you have to look at those minutia to be able to shave, you know, tenths here and tenths there. Yep. To be able to it those, those tenths that. of a seconds in every position add up. A yes, lot. they do. Yes, and they do. That really became obvious to me at open when I think Christian beat me by time by something along, I want to say like 25, 30 seconds on the match. Mm. It might, it might've been more, might've been less. Now carry optics. He beat me. I want to say like 17 seconds or something like that. So he still beat me by a decent amount at carry optics, but he absolutely crushed my hopes and dreams at open nationals. Yeah. It was 17 seconds. You're right. Mm-hmm. Now here's the crazy thing. Jacob was only 59 one hundredths of a second slower, Mm -hmm. but he was 52 points behind. Yeah. He, we all, everybody on our squad had a pretty rough day one because of the bag targets and because of the rain. We all, we all dropped some mics and some, some, some weird Charlies that we shouldn't have. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah, I mean, he had 18 more alphas than nils, which is saying a lot. Saying a lot. Yeah, and he had 26 more than Jacob, mm-hmm. who was in third, you know? So it's like, dang. Yeah, Chris, Christian shot a, a I want to say it was like a 32-round field course with all alphas. And fast. And fast. That's the crazy thing. Is he can what's do even, that fast? What's even crazier is he he called every one of those alphas. I don't I don't remember him making a makeup shot, and he unloaded and show cleared, holstered. He goes, yeah, that was all alphas, and we wow. pasted it, and it was all alphas. Wow, damn, yeah, that guy's different mm-hmm. in a good way. Yeah, that's very very impressive. Very. Okay, now you have touched on it a couple times. And this is what I wanted to go back to stage planning with a carry optics gun in Marengo stage mm-hmm. planning with a revolver handgun nationals, Marengo, how, 
how different is that? Extremely. You go from 25 rounds and having options for makeups and, and backup plans if you need reloads or whatever to eight rounds to having no makeups. Because every state, mm. every basically every position at Handgun Nationals was run to a position and shoot eight rounds. The amount, okay. I want to say I had like 15 mics on the match. Most of those I called, but I wasn't willing to spend the time to do a flat-footed reload to make that up. Okay. So I kind of I kind of just ate the mic and rolled on with it. I called it a bad mm. shot, but but I had all the other rounds that I had to shoot it. I didn't have a makeup to throw at it. So okay. Carry optics to revolver stage planning is completely different universes, and it was so much fun to go back to. <laughs> I've told everybody that it was an absolute blast and I, I wish I honestly wish that I was lying, but I'm not. It was it was so much fun to learn a different style of shooting, a different style of stage planning. Cause even revolver versus production, it's still a little different because you're looking at, you know, in production you have eleven rounds and when you start the gun if it's loaded, right? You have one in the chamber and ten in the mag. Revolver, you got eight. That's it. It's like single stack. Major. It's like single yeah. stack major. Exactly. Every yeah. the best way that I described it to people is every stage is Virginia count. It doesn't matter the stage. You can't afford makeups. You can't throw makeups. It's everything's Virginia count. Wow. Okay. So are you a little bit more deliberate then with your um, side alignment type picture? I should say. Extreme. Okay. There were Man. there were stages that I shot. I, th I posted stage eighteen the other day on Instagram. That was the the toughest stage of nationals and there were targets there that i'm like man i could shoot this so much faster if i had an extra makeup <laughs> shot not even oh, a dog, okay. not even my shadow too but if i had one extra makeup shot in this position i could shoot these targets so much faster mm, but, but that it was that lack of a makeup slows you down mm -hmm. there was this there is was literally the one time you go against steve anderson and slow down and get your hits exactly yeah you don't have an option if if you throw if you if i were to shoot at my normal pace i i wouldn't have been able to to perform the way i did because i would have been throwing makeup shots because i'm used to having them now my 2023 season i have become way more accurate than i have in the past so my my makeup shots have definitely reduced in that aspect but I still enjoy having the extras and being able to throw them if I need them. But going from that to shooting revolver where I don't have an option to make up shots. There was one stage that I came into position and there were two targets. I want to say it was like 25, maybe 30 yards, wide open paper, wide open USPSA targets. So I came in in a pretty good lean and went, Alpha, Delta, Delta, Delta. Well, okay. <laughs> I couldn't make them up. I knew that they were there, but I could not make them up because I had two more targets that I had to shoot right in another position that would have added another reload and, and really got me off, off my stage plan that I would have had to get back onto. So if you, okay, but if you had those makeups and you had to add another reload in there, mm -hmm. How far does that set you back? 
it's it's there's a whole lot of variables into that so it, it really matters on on where you know how did how well did you send those makeups did were they worth it or did you send another delta mm. or send the mic did okay. you did you fumble that reload because if you if you fumble you know, a good revolver reload is like a second and a half and that's that's pretty good that's a long time and if you fumble it it's two mm. two and a half three seconds right of just standing there not doing anything and going going from the world in production where I was normally pulling off 8.9.9 reloads consistently shot to shot, standing there loading for a second and a half feels like an eternity. Yeah, I'm sure you feel like you're just, you know, in slow motion. Did, my, my buddy put it in a very, a very good way. He's like, there's so much going on. And so slowly, because <laughs> you had you had to open the cylinder, eject the moon clip, rotate the gun back down, grab the new moon clip, line it up, drop it in, close the cylinder, as opposed to drop mag, put new mag in, shoot target. This is exactly why Tyler says people are unwell <laughs> when they shoot it. revolvers. It. The, the, he came, Tyler Turner came up to me and took a picture of me with my entire gear. He's like, I have to get this documented because this isn't That's right. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. And, and I was going to say, there's a word for that, and it's called masochist. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was, I was called much meaner names. We won't say them on the air. <laughs> okay. All right. But All right. Was, so next, go ahead. The the stage planning part of it is what I love about low cap. It's a different, like I said a little while ago, it's a different animal. You're, you're looking at blending versus how to plan your reloads. But when you get to a certain point in the low cap game, you're also looking at how to blend in that. And when you're blending and blending reloads into positions, it's it's very it's very natural to me since I shot it for so long, but it's, it's a very fun game to play. Okay. And even, even at like my, my local matches, I have a couple of buddies who every now and then will shoot single stack or will shoot production and I'll get my carry optic stage plan and I'll go help them with production because they're, they're fairly new shooters. They haven't been playing production for so long and it's, and it's fun to me. I don't mind doing that at local matches to help them out. Just kind of, cause they'll, I always, what I always do, the couple of them were like, how, how would I run this stage? I'm like, I don't know. You go run it. Tell me how you would shoot it and then come find me. So they'll okay. come up with their, they'll come up with their own stage plan. And then, you know, while we're walking stages and then I'll walk through it with them and they'll show me, I'm like, okay. And I'll, I'll start dissecting their stage. plan. I'm like, okay, why did, why are you doing this? And if, if they can give me a valid answer, cool. That's what I like. I don't like a, well, I don't know. Right. And when people ask me on my stage plans, like, why did you do this? I, everything I do in a stage and everything I do in a stage plan has a reason to it. Yes. It's, you have to have that reason and you have to be able to explain that reason on why you did something. Otherwise you're just doing it to do it. And that's what makes a, a better shooter and a better, even instructor is being able to explain, not just, this is how you do it, but this is why you should do it this way. Yeah. And it could be something as simple as, you know, I've had people ask me, why did you do this? I'm like, well, because that's my strength. If I did this over here, that's not a strength. Exactly. So there's a chance I'm going to blow it. So mm -hmm. I shoot my strength. <laughs> exactly. You know? 100% is, is 
the the sport is still a very individual sport and you you always it play is. to your strengths you know some people are better at blending some people are better at posting up and shooting you look at max michelle shooting carry optics versus christian or jj or myself shooting carry optics max michelle posts up a lot he doesn't he doesn't shoot on the move very much whereas some of the other top guys prefer shooting on the move but max will still put a lot of percent on people by posting up it's his strength he can post up and shoot faster more accurately right it's just his strength yeah. he figured it out so he rolls with it and i have i've implemented that in a lot of my stage plans as well my man i could shoot this on the move sure but what am i sacrificing am i am i sacrificing points you know could i shoot it on the move sure am i going to drop two charlies and save a half second or am i going to add that half second but get get two good alpha hits and set me up something set me up myself better for somewhere else right and that's those, four those more things. points that's a big exactly. deal exactly that's a big deal yep. for sure yeah i totally get it so now what you you said you had a very, you had nine majors and three nationals mm -hmm. you're already looking at next year is next year going to be as busy or are you looking to tone it back a little bit I'm looking at going just as busy, if not more busy. Uh, okay. I'm, I'm I'm not sure on the um, on the quantity of matches, but I'm going to plan on shooting all three nationals, and okay. I'm planning on shooting area six, and then another area match of some form. I want to get out and get shoot more area matches, just kind of get out, see more things, meet new people, experience new ranges, stuff like that. And then there are a couple of state matches that I want to shoot. Kentucky is always on the list. My state home, Tennessee, is always going to be on the list. Missouri, I've shot it a couple times. It was always a great match. I might go back there. So I always try to shoot something new. So maybe that new one's going to be a different area match. Maybe it's going to be I drive out and shoot Oklahoma sectional. Something like that. Mm, okay. Mm -hmm. I, I, I was uh, – John Royer was kind enough to invite me out to the Carolina Classic. And that was a – that's a good match. I've um, heard a lot of good things about that match. There were a lot of good stages and, and it was like, no, like sometimes you can look at a, an overall match and you're like, Oh, here's the theme. Mm -hmm. Get a theme. But then I found out later that he had ever, uh, each stage was from a different match director. So you got a flavor from every single match direct. You see, so had nine different match directors in those stages. So it that's was awesome. Quite the variety, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely looking at shooting that one. If depending on when, where Area Six is is this year mm. or next year, if it's at if it's there, I'll shoot it there. Basically, wherever Area Six is, I'm going to shoot it. That's that is my goal. And then if I, it's not. In North Carolina, I will shoot North Carolina sexual. It seems from what I gather, it's in North Carolina. It's going to be in North Carolina? Yeah. I just had John and Stephanie Berry, the section coordinator, mm -hmm. on. And everything she was hinting at was it's it's going to be back in. The, the match director she's already announced who it is, well, he's from Sir Walter Gun, um, Gun Club. So I'm sure mm -hmm. that's why I'm like, it's going to be in North Carolina. So. It's going to be there, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm excited then because I, I have heard a lot of good things about that range, and I'm definitely looking forward to shooting that one then. 
Yeah, I think I'm going to, even if I don't shoot again, um, I'll definitely have to make the trip down just to check it out. Mm -hmm. So you're going to shoot CO open Revo again? Possibly Same Revo. No, okay. Def definitely carry optics, definitely open. And what I do at Handgun Nationals Up to be air. determined. Yeah, to be determined. Okay. All right. Uh, I would, That's fair I would like to. I would like to shoot a little bit of limited optics, but I disagree on how where they placed it. It doesn't belong with the iron sight divisions. It does. They need to. They need to put limited optics with open and PCC. That would be a great match. And then Agreed. leave 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 iron sights alone because all all iron sight divisions are low cap with the exception of revolver or, or with the exception of limited rather. Right. So stages are all going to break down pretty much the same. That's the issue with handgun nationals this year is they took a match that was designed for irons and made it exceptionally difficult because they had dots there. Okay. So you feel like maybe they made it specific for dots and every, most people were iron. 100%. Yep. Now mm. optics was the most, was the most popular division. It, had, it was it had a lot of people there, but I don't think that it should have been at that match. I am a hundred percent for limited optics. I think it's a great division. I think it's a great idea. I've been in support of it from day one, but they need to put it where it belongs with open or PCC carry optics is too big to put anything with it. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You had, you had, you had 500 people at carry optics nationals alone. Yeah. And with 200 people on a wait list. It, yeah, that's exactly. Mm -hmm. Now I, I would be okay with allowing limited optics in, but keep it as iron sight nationals and set it up for those guns. You know what I mean? Exactly. The guy yeah. shooting limited optics, they're just going to have an easier match, but it's an iron sight national. So mm -hmm. yeah, they definitely, uh, they definitely didn't do that this year. No, I yeah, guess not. Was, there were no steel closer than about 20 yards, I want to say. And all miniature, all right? Mini poppers. Yeah. All mini poppers. Mm. It was a that, tough match. With a it revolver. Was, it, was, it was the hardest match I have ever shot, but it was the most fun I've ever had shooting a national championship. All right. There you go. That's all that matters. That's all. I was just there to have fun. And you did well, so I appreciate there's that. that. That was that was a lot of fun being able to being able to play seventh out of people who just shoot revolvers. And I'm I'm not I'm that little guy who just shows up that hey guys I'm here to play. <laughs> <laughs> now, do you think? Do you think? How close to Michael Poggi do you think you could get if you had an optic and he did not? I don't know that man. That man is a monster with a revolver. He, he's the Christian Seiler of revolvers. Eric Rafael of revolvers. A hundred percent. I don't. I don't know if I could get. I would. I would say. I think I was what nineteen percent, maybe. I don't remember my percentage at handgun nationals. Uh, let me. Let me. Let me look. For overall, for a revolver, eighty percent. I okay. bet I could. I bet I could. I bet I could close 10%. I bet I could get within 10%. Okay. So, but I don't think just, just the sighting system 
is going to get me any closer than that because he just his gun manipulations, everything about Revolver, he is mastered to a T. And it is it is totally different than anything I've done. All right, hold on a second. I'm going to pull something up then because now I'm really curious. He won Revolver. He was 98th overall, okay, mm-hmm. at 69.38%. Yep. If you put a dot on his gun, do you think he could beat one of the other division winners? I'd say so. I'd okay. say he'd have. I'd say he'd have a chance. Ev- everything that I've watched, I didn't get to see him shoot in person because we were on different schedules. Everything that I've watched on his social media is he is he dominates revolver, and I would love to see him shoot open revolver. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, how about revolver optic? You know what I mean? Yeah, revolver. I would love to see yeah. him have a dot and and see if what he could do against some other some other major, major names out there. Well, yeah, I mean, just, it would be an interesting comparison. Like let's say next year's handgun nationals, mm-hmm. iron sight nationals, whatever you want to call it, where you have, you know, um, production and single stack and revolver with an optic mm-hmm. shooting the exact same match. But now you've got, you know, a gun that has a, an optic on it. That would be very, very interesting. Especially, especially with with a guy like Pogi behind that, I think it would be. Yes, I would love to watch that. I would too, just to see what he could do. Just, just to see what he could pull off. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm all for it. All right, it's time for me to send that bod at uspsa.org email. <laughs> <laughs> just for make, him, make, make revolver optics <laughs> just for him next year. There you go. Uh, man, I had such a great conversation with him. Mm-hmm. We had a long conversation, amazing conversation. And somehow it did not record. I did somehow it didn't capture his audio. Like he and I are mm-hmm. talking like you and me right here, mm-hmm. but none of his audio was captured. Mm-hmm. I even contacted the company and they're like, it looked like he was muted. I'm like, well, that's weird because I could hear him, but somehow it was muted. To the, the point where, process. yeah, it didn't get. Oh, it was Man, that, that so sucks. disappointing. Yeah, it was. It was a great conversation. Mm-hmm. That guy is is unique. So, Very. Is he's he's kind of like Max Leo Grandis, where he doesn't shoot a lot of USPSA major matches. Mm. He shows up at nationals, cleans everybody's clock, and then goes home and disappears. Yeah, like what? What just happened? Yeah, he shoots a lot of. I think it's Icor. I don't remember exactly what it's what it stands for, but it's the Revolver League. It's nothing but revolvers. I think it's Apple's version of pistol shooting. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it is. I yeah. something. Mm-hmm. Yep, exactly. So, all right. So the last question I had for you was, what does the future look like for Garen? Are are is there a world shoot in the future? Maybe or. Man, I would I would love to go compete at Worlds. That's one of the reasons that I I'm wanting to shoot more majors and shoot more areas to get that to get my name out there more and okay. to get to grow that 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 name base and see what I can come up with. I'm not going to shoot it what is coming up next year, I think it's 2024's World Shoot, isn't it? 25. 25. Yeah. I don't think I'm going to make it to that one. But maybe the next one. 
I'm not sure. Okay. Yet. I so would, 28. I would love to 28. That sounds going to worlds and, and, and competing against the true best of the best around the world. Sounds like an absolute blast. And that would give me a little more time to decipher the Ipsic rule book. Cause it sounds like it's going to be kind of a pain. Yeah, it does. Mm-hmm. But you know, I, I think, um, there are plenty of people who have shot Ipsic. Like if, if you're going to shoot carry optics, I mean, you've got mm-hmm. Nils, you've got so many other people that have shot. Exactly. I shoots. Absolutely. And they'd mm-hmm. be able to answer all your questions. Oh, yeah, um, I'm surprised Jay didn't reach out to somebody, mm-hmm. but, but he may have, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I can't speak for him either, but yeah, I'm, I'm, it's definitely on the, on the to-do list. I'm just not sure when that, when that's going to get, that box is going to get checked off yet. I gotcha. Mm-hmm. I, I think it should be on everybody's uh, bucket list. That's in that top 10 of, of each division, you know, absolutely. At some point. Mm-hmm. So, and I haven't, I haven't quite gotten to the top 10 of every division that I've shot. I can't quite get into it in open yet. Now, both times I've shot open nationals, I've shot a borrowed gun with less than a hundred rounds on the gun. I simply okay. showed up, registered, shot the match just for the fun of it. And where did you, uh, and I'm not, where did you finish at open Nats? Last year yeah. I was 28th. This year I was 21st. Okay. So even then you're still, still I mean, this goes back to the whole conversation that if you are a very high level shooter, mm-hmm. for the most part, you can pick up other guns and still shoot at a high level. Maybe not at the same high level that you would with your normal gun, mm-hmm. but I mean, you have proven that in open and in especially revolver, you're able that to is, pick up other divisions and go. Exactly. That's something that I've really, I've really proven to myself this year that I'm very, I'm very proud of is being able to pick up a new gun, pick up a new division and still be competitive in it with little to no time and training with it. You know, like I said, I had revolver. I had five weeks to train on a completely new weapon platform open. I had, I touched this year. I touched the gun Wednesday night for the first time. Wow. And I shot, I shot Friday afternoon. So I, I touched the gun Thursday, uh, Wednesday night. I dry fired with it. I test fired it Thursday, chronoed my ammo, got all that stuff situated, woke up Friday morning, dumped a hundred rounds down range just to get a feel for the recoil impulse. It went and shot. There you go. Mm-hmm. Impressive. Damn. I appreciate it. It was a lot of fun. Wow. That's just a testament to your abilities, man. Mm-hmm. That's all that is. Well, Garen, that's all I've got. Was there anything you wanted to touch on? Man, I think we touched on pretty much a little bit of everything this time. We did. It was a great conversation. It was. I really enjoyed it. I really appreciate you having me back on. Oh, my pleasure. This won't be the last time. That's that's the only warning I'm going to give you. Well, I look forward <laughs> to it. All right. Take care. Until next time. Don't be a little bitch. Yeah.